Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by the Kinky Button blog. You'll find everything from a short tutorial to stapling to sacred sex, reflections, and humor. All that and more at the Kinky Button blog. www.thekinkybutton.com Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today's episode is kind of part two to our last episode. Last episode, we talked about the skills you need to be a bottom. This week, we have an interview about the skills you need to be a top. Indeed. And a top would be the BDSM top of a scene or leader of a scene, Mm -hmm. the guy or girl holding the flogger. Ooh. (laughs) We also have a um, question of the day that we can talk to just a little bit. And um, then I guess it's just some random notes, and we're doing this at 6 o'clock in the morning again with a cup of coffee, so... We are going to be cruising through this one, I think. We are indeed. So, um, hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How was Monkey Puzzle Club last night? It was good, though I did uh, slip out for a little while <laughs> and uh, talk to the bat. You did some little one-on-one mentoring sort of stuff. I did. Nice. So, yeah. I got to do that a couple of days ago, too. So, oh, the last Monkey Puzzle Club as well. Wow. So, it was we'll nice. let to get you one of those little Lucy <laughs> signs where they, she puts up a... Counseling the, a nickel or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the mentor is in yes. for a nickel. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, let's welcome our new subscribers to the newsletter, which, uh, uh, you know, we haven't put out a newsletter lately. No, we have not. So I need to do that. It's on my list, but it's also tax season. So taxes have been taken <laughs> priority. <laughs> That's probably wise. Uh, so new subscribers to the newsletter include Barb from Pennsylvania. Akisha from... I'm thinking that's Alberta. I know it's Canada. Why not? And Akisha um, can visit with CC Nico from Edmonton, also in the Canada. And then we have John from Ohio. And Bliss from Ohio. Awesome. We also got a Facebook like lick. lick. I like like licks <laughs> from Matthew. That was very nice of them. Yes. Um, so that's that. Boy, that was quick. That was really quick. All right, let's get into the interview then. Uh, the no. t- oh. <laughs> That too no, quick? no, no. Let's that talk about this quick. question of the day real quick. Yes. Our question of the day is uh, came from uh, a, someone who used the comment form, I think. Mm-hmm. They'd mentioned that we frequently talk about different forms of power exchange. Uh, but seeing as we sit in a space of total power exchange, they don't get to hear much about other forms, such as a temporary or partial power exchange. And how is that different or the same as DS bedroom play? So, and I was looking at that thinking, oh, we don't have anything to share on this, you know, because we do have a total power exchange. But you know what? We started out as DS Lite. Heck yeah. So, and that's what I like to, to tell people, and I have to remember back to that. It was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> but um, DS Lite for us was, um, we knew we were designing the relationship to be power exchange, but we weren't exactly sure that 
I could give up that much power and you could take that much power sort of thing. So we waited until the ex had the kids out for a weekend and then we would do DS Lite. And mm-hmm. it wasn't just bedroom play. It was when we started to when we finished. So it was in the household. It was out in public. It was... You know, wherever. But so, it was a temporary, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. It was, we're going to start at X time, we're going to end at X time. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So it was temporary. It was for a weekend or a day or, you know, whatever. We had um, a little ritual or code word that we used at the beginning and a little ritual or code word that we used at the end. Mm-hmm. And um, the way we found out that we wanted to move into full time was when we couldn't turn it off anymore. Yeah. So the ritual to end it wasn't working. Right. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you know, there's a variety of types of power exchange, and I will uh, mention that uh, since we won't get through them all here, obviously, if you wanted to learn about different ty- styles of power exchange, uh, we have a group on FetLife called Living, Living Power, power Exchange. exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, even better than that, just come to Power Exchange Summit where we celebrate all styles of power exchange. Indeed. But, Indeed. Um, you know, the the idea of a... All power exchange has this similarity to it. If you talk about a total power exchange, the same basis, right? Um, there's a level of, I am going to surrender control to the mm-hmm. other person. And the other person will, it will be responsible and accept that control mm-hmm. to some level or less. So bedroom DS is the same thing, except for it's very focused in a... Uh, and we, I guess when people think bedroom, it's in a sexual or a kink-focused Realm. So, for example, for your bedroom DS, you know, if you've decided, all right, I'm going to be mistress tonight and you're going to be my little submissive, mm-hmm. uh, the expectation is that, you know, your first command is not go clean the toilet. Right. You know, it is <laughs> uh, serve me sexually in any way that I desire. And I'm actually, even for people that don't normally do kinky stuff or do, you know, don't really think Fet Life's right for them and they're not really into the total power exchange. Master or mistress of a sex slave for a day is a is a fantastic way to express yourself sexually. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a partner that's going to you know that sits there with you and says, "I concur. I think that's a great idea. Let's do this today. You get to be the top. Tomorrow I'll be the top. Or maybe they'll say, "Today I'll you be the top, and we'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow." But once you, as the bottom, as the receiver, as the slave, the sex slave, can convince the leader, the top. Yes, I really want you to to be in charge, and whatever your fantasy is, I want it to be your fantasy, and you know, be in control, be in charge. Let your freak flag fly. <laughs> right? You might have some boundaries that you're both aware of. You might, you know, blah blah blah, no anal, blah blah blah. I don't do this, blah blah blah. But it's really empowering and a great gift to allow somebody to be the top in the bedroom for a day and to say, you know what, I've got these fantasies, these secret things that I think about, these ideas that I'm afraid you'll be offended by. And you've told me today, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like it, I can save for it out of it. But I want you to go ahead and give it a try. Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow, I might want to be the leader in that relationship. And I might have some freaky stuff that you're not aware of, that you're going to give me the confidence to try. Right. Right? Uh, it's just a great opportunity. Because a lot of stuff that we're, we're taught is not good sexually or not appropriate sexually, you know? Right. Um, face fucking is just, you know, you know, <laughs> it's one thing, you know, that a lot of people perceive oral sex, and, and specifically in this case, we'll talk about sucking and cock, to be, mm. oh, good girls don't do, don't make the yummy <laughs> noise. Good girls don't do that. Um, 
or it's okay if I do it and I'm, you know, if I get to take my speed and time with it. Some people, some males and females have fantasies about being face fucked. Use my mouth like a dirty slut hole and Mm -hmm. fuck it. (laughs) And, you know, that can be challenging for the guy or girl who has the cock on if, you know, to get past that what we've been taught is good and bad, right, wrong thing, right. you know. But if I say, oh, well, today I'm just wearing my mask of my uh, slave master mask, you know, and I'm going to do what, a, you know, what I perceive this character of slave master to do and slave master fucks faces. <laughs> so in this time, it's going to be OK for me to do that. You know, it's a great opportunity for you to explore that part of your relationship and to find out that both partners actually do really enjoy that and it, that it, it can move from the bad kink to the good kink side of the string oh absolutely yay and it may fuel something more power exchange wise it may not Mm -hmm. so it may have its place just the way it is if you're going to do bedroom ds very simply make that agreement with your partner have a start and end time Mm -hmm. discuss whatever boundaries you know you know say here's things that i want to keep off the table anything that involves other people anything that involves us leaving the bedroom literally Mm -hmm. um any you know whatever your boundaries are your boundaries may be nothing like that but if you're going to do that and you give your partner permission to do that the back end of it is you have the conversation with your partner afterwards saying here's how it went for me right and you're not allowed to blame your partner if something's funky right you know if your partner uh, you know, if you tell your partner, oh, yeah, I'm kind of a little bit into that public humiliation stuff, and your partner takes you out somewhere, and then they fuck you with a carrot in public, <laughs> um, you can't come back to them later and point your finger at them and accuse them of anything. Mm-hmm. You can come back and say, you know what, that didn't really work for me. Right. Um, I didn't feel safe. I don't like vegetables, whatever. <laughs> but that's okay. That's an okay conversation. That kind of conversation will lead you to try new things, different things. And enhance your sexual experience versus a conversation that's accusatory or saying, you know, if you didn't negotiate well, that's not your partner's fault. Mm-hmm. If you didn't start off by saying no carrots, right. then when your par- partner pulls out a carrot, they don't be, you know, all uh, offended by it. Say, hey, next time I'll know how to negotiate better. Next time, no veggies. That and by works. the way, we're not having salad tonight now. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be an interesting <laughs> salad. So, awesome, awesome. Good question of the day. So, we had more to share than than we thought we did when we put it on there. Um, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Um, Just came back from one of their parties Saturday. I'll chat about that for just a second in a little bit. But they also have another Big Bash coming up in May. So, the AIS Big Bash in May, May 18th, 2013. And we'll have more info as we get closer. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Hi, Dan. <laughs> so I, I was looking for the, the tentacle notes. Normally we have tentacles, uh, we, people sending you pictures of tentacle notes, and I didn't see any at first. Um, yeah, I've got one link for that. Um, two more have come in, but I haven't had a chance to look at them yet. Okay. So, But we did have one from Elvin from the UK, and he sent a link. I'm assuming it's a he. Sent a link of a knitted We've octopus. We've had this conversation. Have we? About Elvin specifically? Yes. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you either. I'm going to let you hang. I'm letting you hang. <laughs> but, but anyway, Elvin sent in the knitted octopus. Yes. It's stunningly cute. I it totally want that. It was stunningly cute. That was awesome. And a lot of people, so last our last episode, last episode you and I did, after the show ended, we just kind of left the mics on and we chitter-chatted a little uh-huh. bit. 
a lot of people wrote in and said, yeah, yeah, we listened to that shit. Uh, I was a little surprised, I have to admit. So one person, uh, the first person that wrote in we're actually sending a prize to. Yes. Uh, I see it sitting on the desk over there. Uh-huh. And everybody else, I think, you know, has pretty much said if they just get pictures of uh, food on your boobies, okay. they would be happy. So we'll we can do, do that. Uh, we'll post that on the blog, a picture <laughs> of food on your tits. Yay! So, I like that. I'm writing that down. Food on tits. I, you know, another comment we got, and I want to mention this really quick, is somebody named Steve wrote in and said he loves the show. He's pretty much vanilla with a little bit of sprinkles, is how uh-huh. he... But he said he just loves listening to the show and what we talk about. And um, it's neat that we are reach includes people that would never do the sick shit that we do. That's <laughs> so good for awesome, them. Awesome, awesome. Well done, Steve, in being a voyeur. Yes. I suppose. Ooh, voyeur. Ooh, we got a chance to do that coming up soon. Um, and speaking of which, uh, I was just, uh, I just came back. I didn't just come back. It's Thursday. But last Saturday, I went to the AIS party. Mm-hmm. So the AIS um, April Fool's party in March. You got your freak on too, I I did hear. get my freak on a little bit. I had a lot of fun and I met somebody new. And it was interesting because he came up to me and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, oh, you don't know me, but I know you. I love your podcast. And then walked away. And I was like, well, I didn't even get his name. So I had to track him down and get his name and stuff. And we ended up playing. And he played the card. Yay. Yay. (laughs) After I um, hinted that he could play the card. But um, it was really interesting to me because we had just done a workshop on negotiations the week before. Mm -hmm. And he looks at me and he goes, so what are you interested in? And I'm patting my pockets going, damn. Forgot my cards. Because <laughs> that would have been perfect. Sure. Because I'm like, well, I don't know what you like, so I don't know what we have a possibility of doing. And then I hung my head, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be better at this. <laughs> that is exactly the last thing that uh, we taught in that I know. negotiation it is. class. It exactly is. how not to do that. But he handled it very well. He goes, I tell you what. He goes, this is what I have in mind. He's like, I've got these gloves. I've got this in mind. You know, you would undress this far. We would do this. Mm -hmm. This would be this. He goes, just tell me if any of this doesn't work for you or if you want to try something completely different. And what he described was so hot that I was like, yeah, I'm good for all of that. So he was really good with taking charge and saying, this is what I have in mind. I liked that. I could go with it instead of us going back and forth and trying to figure out what we were going to do. Good. So that was neat. So the reason I bring that up is segue into what kind of skills does a top need? I liked that skill. He did really ah, well with that. Well done. Nice segue. <laughs> uh, I do want to mention that, uh, see, I thought you were going to go that uh, you would have had more options to play if he had stopped at Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple of over 20 years of experience with them. They sell handcrafted leather goods and specialize in custom-made items and repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave-tested and master-approved. Find out more at manorgear.com. That was actually a horrible segue. I just did. Aww. So they, I apologize. Now, let's talk about being a top. Um, For a quick couple of minutes. Yes. Um, yeah, I like topping. I know you like topping. So what kind of skills? You're actually a very good top, and you're very, after years of negotiating, I feel like you've really got that under your belt and stuff like that. So what I kind of skills? You know, we have an interview with uh, Luke, our longtime friend of ours, coming up mm-hmm. about topping, and I'll let him do most of the heavy work on this one. I will say that the two things that I'm going to recommend is one of them is find some two or three or four toys and 
use those toys consistently, become very comfortable with those particular set of toys. And that ends up being your fallback toys when you're not feeling maybe 100% confident or comfortable or a little unsure. I have a particular pair of floggers and some other things that I know very, very well. Uh, I, I can use them nearly without thinking. So having a set of toys like that in your toy bag as long, you know, you've got all these other things too, but having that set of toys that's very special to you that you've bonded with, so to speak, that you're very intimate with allows me to really get into the zone easy uh, and then giving me the confidence to try other things. And the other thing is that, that you know, the, the other primary thing that I'm going to say is to have you develop that sense of confidence in yourself that you are good at what you do. And express that in your toys. And, you know, except not all, there's no contest here. Not all scenes are going to be fantastic. And, you know, be good at what you're at and enjoy yourself and, and allow the bottom to enjoy it as much or as little as they want to. And, and normally that attitude allows the bottom in my scenes to enjoy it a lot. Um, but not uh, having that attitude of confidence, not allowing yourself to start to think, gee, I'm not very good at caning, or or I just watched the PhD Dread Private Pirate Brian cane somebody, and he's so good at it, and people respond so well to it, or um, you know things like that are really self defeating. So developing that sense of uh, confidence, and there's even an attitude of fake it till you make it. You know, when you pick up that new toy for the first time, be cautious, go slow. But also come into it with the attitude of, oh, it's a new toy. I can handle toys. I know what toys are like. This is not going to be a big deal for me. I'll, I'll work it out. So that's my, two, my top, top of the head sense wow. of things you need for top skills. That's nice. I like that. So, yay. I think one other thing, and I'm sure Lucar will touch on this, is you know, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed at Monkey Puzzle Club, when they bring somebody new in to work the stage show, They'll have them flog the wall for a while, oh, or yeah. f- and they'll flog a bag. And you know, mm-hmm. part of me goes, "Oh well, geez, what's that do? Bags don't move like people do. Bags don't, you know, respond like people do." But the reality is, the motion of flogging and recognizing how hard you're hitting, how soft you're hitting, does make a lot of sense. So it's very much a, um, you know, you're not going to pick up a set of floggers and be good at them until you've practiced with them. More so for some toys, some toys like the bullwhip, right? You'll, you'll need to devote time okay. to that as yeah. a craft <laughs> and really put some practice in it before you're going to be any good at it. Absolutely. Or you could hurt somebody. Absolutely. So. Awesome. So if you have a topic or a question of the day for us to work with, you can reach us by emailing us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or you could use the comment form on the webpage. Mm-hmm. We can be found on, well, we can be licked on Facebook under erotic awakening one word and there's all other kinds of ways too and i'm not going through them here's lou carr and his interview on how to be a top please hang up and try again so we are sitting here at winter wickedness in columbus ohio and i've got lou carr in the room with us we're recording live at winter wickedness and I thought I'd pull Lou Carr in here. We've known each other for years. And some people have been asking about, you know, now that I've read Fifty Shades of Grey, I want to get into the community and start topping people. And I'm pretty sure I'm a top, but, you know, I just want to try things out. And I'm kind of new. And I just thought I would throw that question at you as someone that does top and has been around for a little while. <laughs> so what would you recommend to people that are just starting out? 
Well, when you're just beginning, the probably the most important thing is not to overestimate your ability, not mm -hmm. to overestimate how well you understand how your partner is going to react. Your it's very easy to think that you are the king of the world, especially when you're first starting out. Mm -hmm. You feel like you understand everything, you get it all, um, you you can plan out a scene, and it's going to be perfect. And maybe the maybe the first lesson that most of us learn is that yeah, it's not going to be perfect. It's, <laughs> that it, that's just not going to happen. You're not going to get the perfect scene. You're going to get the scene that happens. That's why when I go when I go to plan a scene, I probably plan for three times as much as I expect to actually get done in that scene. Because as the scene develops, I my mood changes, the mm -hmm. energy changes, and I end up doing something completely different than I thought I might when I start out. And especially with a person that you haven't played with before, that is, you find out that you know this thing that you thought was going to be really great, they're just they either can't stand it or or at the other end of the spectrum it doesn't do anything for them at all they just look at you like yeah so <laughs> <laughs> and then some totally get into it so yeah, you can and, be either or it could be fantastic or yeah. it could be something that you were just doing as a warm up and they think it's fantastic and they want to do that for an hour <laughs> fabulous so cool so would you um would you recommend them i'm trying to figure out how to ask about negotiation and stuff so how would you recommend they learn how to do negotiation? Well, negotiation is almost it is is in, in many ways entirely separate from the scene. That's mm -hmm. a completely different skill. Um, the negotiate first off, you have to know what you want before you can before you can begin to negotiate. You have to know what you want as a top and what what you'd like to see happen, and you have to be ready to adapt that because uh, the chances of you finding a bottom that wants just exactly that. Right. Um, are again slim, although it happens, and that can be magical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that can be magical when you say, you know, I want to, I want to tie you up upside down and put bird feathers on your toes, <laughs> and they think that that's the perfect <laughs> that's thing. That's awesome. exactly what they've been wanting someone to suggest for ten years. <laughs> okay, it's your thing, not mine, but. Yeah. but but it, you know, it, whatever, it, whatever odd combination of things that you want, it may be. Occasionally, it's exactly what the person wants, but that's rare. Mm -hmm. It's more likely. It's more likely that they they want something that's kind of like that, and that sounds kind of interesting. But they'd also like to do this, and so you 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 negotiate. That's that's negotiation is the art of compromise. It's right. the art of of understanding what you both want and then you as a top making the decisions of what you're really going to do. Mm -hmm. And um, as I said before, you have to be ready to adapt because as the scene progresses, you're going to find that that, that thing that they thought might really be great, they find out, oh, no, I don't <laughs> really like that much. <laughs> so now as a top, do you like, um, I know people have different ideas on how to guide the scene. Do you like safe words involved in a scene or do you like people to use What's called real English. <laughs> the um, girl words. <laughs> with, with, with new people, safe words tend to be easier. Mm -hmm. Quite often, quite often people, quite often bottoms get tend to become nonverbal very mm -hmm. quickly. It's it's very difficult. And so if they have, if they have something that they're kind of programmed with, you know, the red, the red and yellow thing, uh, especially or something like that. It it's, 
if that's pre-programmed in their brain, it makes it easy to remember that and, and to go with that. Uh, with long-term partners or experienced players, real English is just fine. If mm-hmm. you tell me, uh, yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah, we, we're, <laughs> I, 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 you're, you're going to stop now because if you don't, I'm going to punch you in the face. I get that, uh, you and, get and that. you know, you know, that that's plain English, and I and I, I realize that's not part of the scene. We're mm-hmm. we're done. <laughs> or but more, 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 and yes, yes, yes can be <laughs> part of the scene too. Oh, absolutely, so, absolutely. So um, you mentioned um, at the beginning not to overestimate yourself or to over <laughs> overestimate you know the, the scene um even skill wise mm-hmm. what would you recommend skill wise because some of this stuff looks really easy and it is but it's also kind of dangerous right yeah it, it um again it, it i meant just what i said it, it, don't overestimate yourself your your physical abilities what if, if you just bought this thing from from a vendor here mm-hmm. at the at the thing, and it's a really heavy, dangerous toy. Start really easy because, like, one of the most w- dangerous toys that I ever had. I, I described it earlier as one of the most fun toys, and that's true. <laughs> but one of the most dangerous toys I ever had was a little paddle, mm-hmm. less than a foot long, substantially less than a foot long, probably about nine inches. Right. Um, not particularly thick, not particularly heavy looking, not imposing at all. But one swing with a, with with kind of a medium swing would would raise a huge purple bruise immediately. It was, was it really, lacquered? Uh, no, no, no. no. Really? It, it was just the weight of it and the shape of it huh. were just right. That at, depending upon how you threw it, it could really, really break, deliver some very heavy weight bruises right really quickly because because we've got one like that that's lacquered that is mm-hmm. just vicious and yeah it's only about nine but inches but the lacquer only affects the sting part the heaviness right. the impact of it that's because of the weight and the shape and that happens that that but the point is not the specific toy but the fact that when you start with a toy especially one that you're using for the first time you might be surprised at just how intense it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the vendors here has a has a leather, a stiff leather belt thing that's this tiny little thing, but it's sharp. It's brought down to a point, wow. and so all of the all of the all the force goes into one little spot when you swing it, and mm-hmm. it has to feel like being stung by a wasp when you get hit. With I it. bet so. But it, you know, there's a lot of masochists that that's this, that's the depth of intensity that they want. Mm-hmm. The point being, again. You you work up to that. You don't start with the baseball swing. Right. And anybody that's watched me play here in this space knows that <laughs> there are times when I'm taking the baseball swing oh, yeah. and, and knocking the person three feet, and then they jump back and ask for more. <laughs> more, more. But I work up to that. <laughs> right. That's not where you start. Right. So makes a lot of sense. So start out small. And, um, you know, things like single tails can look easy. Mm. Dragon's tongues can look easy. Uh, they can cut skin, mm-hmm. you know. So learn, learn with the toys that you're working with. The first person that I that, that taught me about single tails suggested that I wrap a stuffed pillow, a soft pillow, in newspaper. <laughs> and when I could hit that newspaper repeatedly without ripping the newspaper with a single tail, then I just might be ready to start wow. hitting a human being with it. Right, right, because they can. They can be, I mean, some of these toys, and, you know, some of us really love these toys, so don't get me wrong, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of this stuff is used for horses and 
paddles and <laughs> we, we kind of pervert all kinds of different things <laughs> you know to be used for fun but uh know what you're doing and because you know and part of the great thing about winter wickedness is is that there's all kinds of workshops on how to use this stuff yes yes so take educate yourself that's 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 part of not overestimating yourself is educating yourself about techniques it's not just about um uh, you know, all aspects of the of the lifestyle are important. The relationship mm-hmm. stuff's important. The energy stuff's important. The the how to the the nuts and bolts class they're all important. Absolutely. So, well, thank you, Lou Carr. So, I'm going to let you go so you can enjoy because oh, we can see welcome. all these people through the windows and <laughs> someone's trying to get in. You go ahead and let him in, and we will wrap Hello, up. Hello, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> your product, event, charity, or service is the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast, of course. Make a $20 donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What a bargain! Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs>